from the suggestion box, navigating feedback, the good, the bad, and the say what? Not letting the good stuff go to your head or the bad stuff go into your heart. Today, I have a very dear friend, and I know I say that all the time, but it's because my, I just have such amazing friends and people who are in my life. This is Miss Deanna Schoss, who is the CEO of Interco Intercultural Talk, Inc. Marketing, um, and she helps non-digital natives, aka didn't grow up with technology, um, promote their businesses or life projects with digital, intercultural, and real-life marketing with strategy and know-how to adapt to new communication technologies. Girl, I need you. Um, <laughs> she takes the intergenerational approach that combines online communication platforms like websites and blogs, social media, email, and video with partnership and community building, diversity, equity, and inclusion best practices, and events and promotions IRL, AKA in real life. <laughs> Previously, Deanna enjoyed 11 years in city government, being past president of the League of Chicago Theaters, leading public relations in McDonald's owner and operators of Eastern New England, and running marketing for Jewish Child and Family Services and JBS Chicago. Deanna writes for the National Diversity Council and is the tech columnist for Grand mm. Magazine. She speaks Portuguese, Espanol, mm. Francais, I don't even know, Portuguese, I don't know. She speaks Portuguese, <laughs> Spanish, and French, and is a certified body pump instructor. <laughs> yes. And on top of all of that, Deanna has managed and inspired hundreds of volunteers and volunteer programs mm. across her career, including the Green Team Chicago Park district airport ambassadors program at chicago department of Avi aviation and event volunteers for first night evanston and the hyde park jazz festival deanna i am so Thank glad you. you're here i'm so glad you know i was reading your bio and i was like i didn't know all of that i'm finding out so much about all my friends i'm like this is fabulous isn't that funny? So, I know after knowing each other for so long, for too. So long. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. So welcome. I am so Thank glad you. That you're here. Thank so, you. Um, we're just going to dive right in, right? So, okay. I'm ready. Feedback, I'm ready. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes, I love it. Navigating mm -hmm. feedback the good, the bad, the say mm -hmm. what? Which one do you want to start mm -hmm. with? What is something that you want to tell us that, you know, just the, the type of feedback that you got? The ones that I really love are the ones mm -hmm. that you didn't want to hear, but you needed it and you are so glad that you got it. But listen, I'll take any of it. Tell me, talk to me. Okay. So actually I want to start if you don't mind, because sometimes when you're setting up volunteer programs, the relationship that you can build with your volunteers can make a difference to how they actually deliver feedback. Absolutely. Um, I love that. I love that. Good start. <laughs> Good. So, you know, like I said, with the park district, with uh, Department of Aviation, in those cases, my, my area managed the volunteers. I didn't have as much of the direct contact with them. So I want to talk to you about the Hyde Park Jazz Festival. Okay. Because I am still friends. I mean, granted, there's Facebook and stuff now, but I'm actually still friends with some of the volunteers. And that was in 2010. So that was almost 10 years ago wow. when I was working on that and managing we had like over we had 150 volunteers wow uh, because that event is it's 10 venues it's like 20,000 people it's a couple hundred musicians and it's two days of live music in Chicago's Hyde Park neighborhood yes. Yes. so for that to happen we needed 150 volunteers 
and we needed them, you know, when you deploy volunteers, we needed them to be consistent. We needed them to know the rules, the plan. In some cases, they were even collecting money. So uh, I was trying to figure out how do you tell 150 people the same thing and know that they've heard it? Yeah. And um, this was, I just loved this process. I created packets. So each one had a t-shirt that they had to wear. So we had to make sure they got their t-shirt. And then there were instructions. So Little Black Pearl Workshop, which is this great art program. It used to be on 47th Street or around there. Um, so she she let us use her art gallery and I set up uh, office hours almost where every volunteer had to come by and pick up their packet. Okay. Which basically means, I know you're like, you did that with 150 people, but basically I set up like one daytime and one evening uh -huh. and asked people to do one or the other. And so every person that came in, I could put a name with a face. Yeah. I could give them their materials and I could say, do you, do you have any questions? Do you have any issues? Yeah. That was great for two reasons. One was just the whole point of how do you make sure that, because you know how with volunteer programs, you don't know your volunteers. People volunteer, they get deployed. You don't always, in some cases, know them. So it was that personal accountability. But the other thing was for the Hyde Park Jazz Festival, it's a community arts festival. Right. And when it's community, it means all those volunteers were from the community, uh -huh. the venues were in the community. Uh -huh. And so what I loved about the way the volunteers work is it created a sense of community. community. Right. Yeah, so people really felt invested in that they were part of it and that they were valued. Awesome. Um, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. So then at the end of the event, we did, which a lot of people do, we sent out the evaluation. Yeah. Um, so we sent out the evaluation afterwards and most of the feedback that came back, some of it was logistical things um, like, you know, 11 venues around Hyde Park, the way to get from venue to venue was tricky. Okay. Yeah. We had worked with the University of Chicago to provide shuttle buses, but, you know, one shuttle bus making that big of a loop, the timing was hard. Right. So it, there were logistical things like that that we could improve. Um, some things you read and you're like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. Like they showed up in the volunteer because there were volunteers, but then we also had volunteer leaders. Mm -hmm. Like there was a volunteer leader assigned to each venue. So sometimes you would find out like the volunteer leader wasn't there or, you know, just little things. That's how you would find gaps in the, right. in the program. Right. And so that would always give you just a really good sense for improving for next time. Okay, so when you received that feedback, I mean, did it bother you or were you grateful for it? Like, how did you manage that? And was your survey anonymous or the questionnaire? It could be or not. Usually with the survey, I like to provide a prize if you want to. So usually for a survey, I'll get, because it was so community-based, I probably got one of the restaurants to donate a gift certificate, even like 25 bucks. Yeah. And anyone who responded, if they gave their name, they could enter into the drawing to win the gift certificate. Okay. So, okay. so here's the thing you're looking for, I believe, ma'am. Um, see, I'm in public relations. I only want to tell you like all the really good things. No, they loved it, Nicole. There were no <laughs> problems. And they thought that I was the most brilliant um, volunteer coordinator that ever existed. That was it. Um, <laughs> are we done now? Okay. Thank you Can for being a guest on my show. <laughs> all right. <No. laughs> you know so, what I want. <laughs> I know what you want. So I can't believe I'm doing this. I've never before publicly disclosed any of this. My palms are actually sweating a little bit. What I want to do, they are, because 
So this is actually not from a this this is actually not from a volunteer position. So this is actually from an organization that I worked with. And it was the first time that I got such comprehensive feedback on like me as a, this was awful. It's, it's fine now. I'm going to get to the good part. I'll tell okay. you the awful part first. Okay. So it was a, um, it's called a 360. I don't know if anyone's ever done this. It's a, oh God, let me hide the logo. It's yeah, a hide the logo. from an anonymous, anonymous company. Um, <laughs> Is that like a hundred pages thick? Like what kind of, what is that? I know there could not be that much wrong with me. Right. <laughs> Gosh. So, um, so what, so what a 360 is though, it's actually, it's a, it's an amazing opportunity if you're ever at a company that you have the opportunity to do this. Cause what they do is they survey your staff. I was in a management position. So they survey your staff, your peers, your, your, your supervisors, and it was a not-for-profit. So I also did work with the board of directors and your, if you want to call them, your community partners. So basically I had the opportunity. That's why it's called a 360. Right. You get an opportunity to like have everybody, um, to have everybody give feedback in terms of how you, um, how you, you operate, you know, how you, you are as a person. And um, I know, look at you. It's I awful. I sweating for you. I'm like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> so the good news was there were things that I'm very proud of that also came back as very positive things oh. like, you know, I scored really, and it's a scoring thing. Like, um, so on things like diversity, equity, inclusion, really high writing, really high. Like the things that, that I was proud of, um, scored really high. And a lot of the things in terms of my public relationships, meaning like the people that I, that I served with programs, a really high sense of great organization, really empowered, like, um, you know, able to deliver programs and things like that. And my time, oh, my time is up. Are we done? <laughs> no, I think we're, we're oh my God. just a little bit just for you. Okay. This is really, okay. This is so, I can't believe I'm stuttering. I've actually never voiced this stuff out loud. I'm trying to, and I'm trying, my PR is trying to frame it. Let me just tell you and then give me a chance to like go, wait, 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 you don't understand. Okay. So, um, so when I initially read it, where it starts going into like that, that pot, that um, constructive feedback section, there were some things that were actually pr pretty harsh. Um, and so, and some of it had to do, there were two things it had to do with. One was communication style. Really? And well, so here's what I found out that's so fascinating. There's this one quote. It's awful. I should probably read it to you. Should I, it, I shouldn't read it to you. It's terrible. Don't say who said it, but it doesn't know. Yeah. Okay. Wait, you've known me for so long. So actually I feel safe doing this with you. So it said, are you ready? I'm ready. I can't believe I'm saying this on camera can be interpersonally corrosive during times of conflict. Wow. So, all right, so here's, let me give some, con let me, I know you're like, what? For the record, Nicole and I have known each other for years. So you, you know me, but I, I actually do now understand the context of that comment. And it's, it's really important. So of course, at the time when I saw that, I was like, they're not talking about me. Like, oh my God, I'm Deanna. I'm like this, but look, look, I'm Deanna. Yeah, exactly. Um, how could they possibly be talking about me? <laughs> So here's, there's a couple, there's a couple things that I learned from this. And there were some other comments that corroborated the, um, how I behave when I'm under stress. 
Oh, okay. So okay. that was actually one thing that was fairly consistent that I could be fine. But when I was under deadline, I was, it was harder. Like I was more stressed and I constantly said, and she constantly seems to be under deadline. So <laughs> it was, and part of what I realized is that that though is actually how you schedule things. So there is a way to schedule things. I was under deadline because something was due the next day, but I'd known about it for enough time that I could have actually scheduled it longer. So it didn't always, so that's one thing that you learn. The second thing to learn is, is, you know, if I tend to be more stressed under conflict, that you can also manage by like, well, then don't schedule high, high, um, you know, high meaning conversations when you know you have a deadline you know, feel comfortable saying like things, I would love to talk to you about that. Can we talk about it tomorrow? Let's schedule time, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to diving in off the cuff where you end up being stressed about a deadline and then getting into a intense conversation. So those are things that you can manage. The thing that I learned, and this is so important for, for um, intercultural communications. So when we look at, and since this particular time in my life, I've gotten much more deeply into diversity, equity, and inclusion work including the influence of culture on communication style. And what that has to do with is certain cultures, particularly like, like European, and it tends to align with white male. My son has actually told me that he thinks I'm actually a man because I'm so direct. So I know he says that. And I said, well, that should be a good thing in society. He goes, yeah, but not so much for a mom per se. But, um, yeah, I'm like, thank you. But here's what he's, I know, here's blushing again. Here's what he's talking about though, is that if I'm a direct communicator, what that means is if I need this on, you know, if I need this report by Thursday, I'm going to say to you, Nicole, I need the report by Thursday. Right. I don't mean anything by it. There's no emotion to it. I'm just telling you, I need this report by Thursday. I'm the same way. Okay, so the organization that I was in was a social service agency. Okay. And so in a social service agency, you know, my joke used to be when people would say, how are you? And I'd say, I'm fine. I could complain, but nobody would listen. But at a social service agency, everybody would listen. They'd want to process it and you'd never get any work done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if I'm saying I need the report by Thursday, but I'm in an organization where I'm the only direct communicator and everyone else is more of a, um, of an attached communicator, mm -hmm. you know, for me, task first, I want the task done. Then we can worry about if we like each other, but if yeah. you're attached, okay. But actually we believe it or not are the minorities. It's the, it's the majority for the U S American workplace because it aligns along like European, you know, white male, that, that tends to be that communication style. The bulk of the world actually does relationship first. So that gives context to that comment. At the time, I thought I'm an awful person. How can they think I'm so bad? How can they think I'm so mean? And like, and, and it just, it was shocking to me because of like that idea of me not seeing myself that way. Mm -hmm. If you look at it completely from a communication style point of view, it has to do more with I'm speaking directly. If I get high emotion when I'm under stress, I'm actually probably raising, like I'm doing right now, I'm raising my voice, I'm speaking loudly. It's going to come across to someone who's like, 
well, let's see how our relationship's doing first. If we like each other and trust each other, then I can work on that task. Can you imagine? There's just a complete disconnect between those two styles. And it's, it's not, it's not going to, it's not going to work. That's, that is, I love that. I love that because um, it just really puts into perspective, which is why I'm doing this, mm -hmm. that a lot of times you have to, you can't always just take stuff right at face value. You have to kind of get an understanding of where is it coming from? Mm -hmm. Why was it set? Like really kind of investigate it instead of just the dart coming out and just striking mm -hmm. you in the heart and mm -hmm. you're like, oh my God, I am terrible, which is right. what right. we yep. tend to do. It's, oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Like, and we don't take into consideration and I guess the best way you put it, we don't take into consideration the context from which it's coming. And to mm -hmm. me, it's like that, it's that whole throwing the baby out with the bath water, right? We just drink mm -hmm. up the whole thing, dirty water and all of it. It was like, ah, we're, ah, as opposed to, okay, I hear what this person is saying, but where is it coming from? What is it? And, mm -hmm. and learning, yeah. because that's one of the questions I would ask is how do you learn like to not let it penetrate you so hard and like get mm -hmm. to your heart and make you walk around feeling like you're a terrible person. Mm -hmm. Cause that was like a very traumatic, like, um, Oh, it's awful. It's it, awful. Yeah. It was, it was, there's another one I may read before the end, which now when I read it the first time I was like, well, that's me. Now I'm like, well, duh. Like, it's like, it's so, all right. I have to now that I said it. So this yes, is like, please. you know, you know who would be so proud of me right now is Brene Brown. Cause Brene Brown says that you should never be ashamed. You should, you know, adapt and learn and change. So yes. Yes. Okay. this one I think is hilarious. Cause I'm like, cause I ag agree with it, <laughs> which is, it says, <laughs> This is so funny. It says, may express frustration with having to listen to others if she doesn't see the relevance of what the other person has to say. And I'm like, sorry. I'm like, I'm like, wait, is that is that a compliment or a critique? Yeah, you're like, I'm not sure. Wait, like, what do you mean? Because like you were saying, so how do you process it and do it? So yeah, I, I, it would be embarrassed. The part that would actually be more embarrassing about all of this is if I told you that feedback was from like five years ago and I just reopened it. Like I was cleaning my basement and found it and I'm like, all right, I'm ready now. <laughs> okay. Well, you gave, you, not, time. you gave some space. Between. We don't have that kind of, yeah, <laughs> I know. And we don't have that kind of time. You're, you're, Managing volunteers in real time. You don't have five years to process because someone said something mean to you. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, ah! so, oh my God. <laughs> so here's a couple things. So this is really important. And this is actually what is helpful to people. So one is what is under is self-awareness, understanding what your style is, and then being able to adapt it to the other person's style. Yeah. So here's the thing, in that situation where I'm the direct communicator, you know, I'm the direct communicator in a sea of people that want to have that emotional context first, and I know that, mm -hmm. then it's my responsibility to change my delivery to work with them. I need to stop before I say anything and say, hey, am I catching a bad time? You know, I need to do the things like, which I'm not going to lie, I don't like doing them. I'm not going to lie, that sounds <laughs> terrible, but... 
it. Let me put I this in context because people it. are going to be like, why are we having coffee if you hate having coffee with people? <laughs> right, um, right. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, like I'm very purpose driven. And, but for a lot of people having coffee and talking about nothing is really important because then Nicole, then when I'm in urgent mode and I do need something urgency, the relationships are established. Built. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's on the onus of the person who has the self-awareness to modulate. But here's another one that's really important. And this gets to the heart of what you're saying. Okay. When you get feedback, when you get feedback, so it's important. Um, you know what? I'm just, cause this is so much in the news now with this conversation. When people go, Oh, you're a racist. If you call someone a name, if you say, or another example is just your child, you're a bad, you're a bad child. You're a bad boy. Yeah. What the idea is you don't say, you don't label the person. You don't say you're a racist or you're bad. What you say is that thing that you said could be, could be construed as racist or that, that, um, action that you just took is not as bad. Right. So it's separating the person from the action. The action that I did was bad. I'm not a bad person. Yeah. And what happens oh. when we get feedback is that we hear it as I'm a bad person and I can't change. Like I can't change my core character. Or, you can, but, but you know what I mean? People hear it that way. Whereas really it's like, all right, let's look at what happened in this interaction and I can change my behavior. Yes. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. I love that so much because not <laughs> only the part about, because it's not only um, the the giving of it, right? So when we're giving, because that was going to be one of the other questions I asked is how do you- Okay, and I do have something give? about that. Yeah. yeah, so, but it helps that when you're giving that feedback, to give it a little bit differently, but then also with us who are getting so much of it all the time and from so many different uh, areas coming at us at the same time, being able to filter through, I love that separating the feedback from who you are as a person and mm -hmm. really like that action that you did. That is huge. That is huge. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that will really land with a lot of people mm -hmm. and understanding because you are exactly right. You can take that and learn and you can work on those actions. You can work on being a better um, communicator of whatever the feedback is, yeah. how you're doing it, yeah. when you're doing it, those types of things you can work on. It does not mean that intrinsically you are a terrible person. You are not a terrible person. Right. You are a manager exactly. of volunteers. There mm -hmm. are no evil yeah. manager of volunteers. Mm -hmm. It's just not a thing. So No, because right. It's their heart. Heart. Yes. You know, there's one other thing, and it's so funny. I forgot about this line till just now when we're talking. A lot of feedback from volunteers or from people outside of your volunteer program starts with, you should do this. You oh, should do this. That okay. should word is like the F okay. word to me. Like just, okay. oh, I can't stand yeah. that good word. Ah. But Nicole, here's your answer to that. Here's the answer to that every time. Oh my gosh, that is a great idea. Why don't you, yeah, please, please. We would love to have a volunteer help develop that. I'm writing it down. So, <laughs> yeah, that is, oh my God. Just yes. go in the mirror and practice it. This is the face. You're like, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. I love the face. Yeah, oh yeah, right? Was it, did I catch the sincerity? Yes, right. I mean, and, and not to say yeah. that you would not be insincere because of course you are. Of Right, exactly. But usually it's something that's huge and you know that it's huge. And so, and so I do that a lot because actually if, cause look at it this way, 
in sincerity, if you said, that's a great idea, you know, why don't you write it up? Why don't you write it up and I can share it with other people here? Or, you know, why don't you get started on it? Here's a way to get started on that. Yeah. When you do that, it, it puts it back into that person's hands. And honestly, if that volunteer does have the initiative and the ability to write up something that you know would be a huge amount of work, but they're able to figure out a way to do it and manage the volunteers to get it done, you've just actually expanded what you can do yes. with that response. Yes. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. uh, otherwise you have that person going, oh, she hated my idea. I wanted to do this great thing. And she said, no. And, you know, and that's a weird, that's always a weird dynamic. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I mm -hmm. love, love. This is just so much good stuff right now. Like, <laughs> whoo. Okay. All right. Oh, oh okay. I, I'm still like processing. Give me a minute. I'm like processing. Okay. I know. Cause I got, I got more. I got more. <laughs> going keep going <laughs> so well I, okay so so well i we had talked about then how you give feedback yeah i, I also learned something really important by, from doing it wrong okay and what i did wrong was something had it was someone that i was working with and and i was giving some feedback that was negative which i hate doing like i i that that's a skill that I'm working on getting better. It's hard for me to do. I need to myself separate that I'm not, you know, criticizing the person, something specific. But what happened was, is I was giving someone negative feedback on a specific project or thing that they had done. Mm -hmm. And I saw that they were kind of being hurt by it. And I said, oh my gosh, wait, you know, this is in the context of you're fabulous. Oh my God, I love everything that you do. You're doing a fabulous job. And she goes, she goes, you could have started with the headline, oh. right? So the headline was like, almost like the news story. You could have started with the lead then. The lead was, you're fabulous. This is not a big deal. I love everything that you're doing, but here's what happened. Here's why it's a problem. Like here's the implications for it. And here's how you can do it better next time. So, so I have a question just to be like devil's advocate. Yeah. What if then the person is like, Okay. Well, you know, because you maybe maybe they get that feeling that they know it's going to be negative feedback, and you're starting off with all this good stuff, and they're sitting there like they can't even hear it because they're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, what do you do about that? Mm -hmm. Am I complicating? Well, things? I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't like. Like, I wouldn't overdo it. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> overdo it. You know, I wouldn't overdo the whole bread. right. <laughs> Bread and yeah, and your hair looks good today, and yeah, you know it's it's so giving the context or <laughs> oh, yeah, it's giving the context. That's okay. so funny. <laughs> um, so it's setting the context, and if you wanted, you could even give it as a specific thing, like this project that you did for, you know, maybe it was a different project. On the project you did for, for this part, this was really good because ABC, I did want to talk to you about this other one, you know, and, and know ahead of time, um, there's a whole theory, you know, it's all those things on the difficult conversations. There's an uh -huh. arc for difficult conversations. Uh -huh. There's the, there's the what if, like asking yourself why, because sometimes when we're afraid to give feedback, we think through why's, why don't I want to give them this feedback? Well, they're going to get mad and then they're going to hate me. Right. Why? Well, then they're going to quit. Why? Then I won't have a volunteer for this. Like you think through these things and by the time you get to the end, you're like, all right, they're, they're not going to quit. They yeah. love what they do. I love what they're doing, right. you know, but we need this one action to be, to be changed. Yeah. Um, 
I think that that kind of only happens with practice. Absolutely. In terms of in terms of giving feedback. What is worse, and I know this from oh God, I'm so glad. This is really great, Nicole. I appreciate you having me on. Like, I'm gonna have to have a drink after this. Sorry. <laughs> Because now I'm like, most of the things, unfortunately, most of the lessons that I've learned that I can share with you with such confidence, and if it wasn't you, I would only share with you with, that, with confidence and not the part where I screwed it up. Um, you know, most of the stuff you just, you learn by, by goofing it up. And the part that I'm getting at is, it's, there's two things, thank you, that I proudly have done that are terrible, that are terrible. And they both stem from avoiding conflict. Something mm -hmm. happens that's not good. I'm uncomfortable talking to the person. Actually, government does this. Chicago city government does this all the time. So then they pass a law so that all citizens have to do ethics training because one alderman like was unethical. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, punish the one alderman. Yeah. Like, like we don't need, we don't need the expense of every single city employee doing ethics training. Like just get rid of the one alderman. Yeah. But that's government does that a lot, as as do I. Maybe I should be <laughs> you know, maybe I'm headed for a career in politics. Maybe. So that's one thing. Oh my god. So that's one thing I've done that that don't don't do that. Because your other employees will know that you've done that and they're gonna they're gonna be upset. They're honestly they're going to lose respect for you right. they know because they know who the problem employee right. or volunteer was if there yes. was one they yes. know especially um, when they know and when everybody knows and it's like okay but we're going to do mm, this for everybody it's just like oh come on yeah right they totally know and they're like you're supposed to be the boss being the boss and a volunteer quarter you're nice you are nice but you're still and even though they're volunteers, you're still the boss and there's still expectations right. for what volunteers need to do. Right. So the second thing with avoidance, so one is avoidance by making a blanket policy for everyone. But, you know, the other thing that happens, if there's a, a repeated behavior that's not appropriate um, and you don't address it, you know, you're on a volunteer supervisor. You have a boss. You have other people. It's either going to get indoctrinated because other volunteers will go, oh. I didn't know that we could like, I don't know, eat all the candy that we're giving out and not give any to the people. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. whatever yes. it is, that's a silly so one. And it's but, so true. Mm -hmm. So it's important to, and usually if you bring it up earlier, it's an easier conversation uh -huh. than if you put, if you put things off. So. Absolutely. I remember, um, there was a particular um, volunteer that I had had. Finally, with. you're going to share something. All right, where's my popcorn? Okay. Get your popcorn out and I'll be, I'll be like, freaking with you at this point. Oh, my gosh. But there was, like, there was a situation that had happened, and I just I chose just to, to, like, not address it. And I was just like, well, mm -hmm. it will go away. Well, it didn't go away in the most like mm. awkward of situations. Oh no! And my assistant, um, she was kind of like before. She was like, Nicole, you should probably really like, you might want to call her or whatever. And I was like, it'll be fine. It just, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And then this situation happened, and it was just like, and I told, and I looked at my assistant, and I was like. I'll never not ever listen to you ever again because it had uh, I pressed yeah. the phone and had a phone call with her, it would have avoided mm -hmm. this hugely awkward 
situation with outside vendors. It was just, it was mortifying. Uh, and I just was yeah. like, this all could have been avoided had I just picked up the phone and not tried to avoid the conflict. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Yikes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. Man, this has just been mm -hmm. amazing. Oh, this has been so mm -hmm. great. My, my soul is being fed. Oh, that's good. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So yeah. the last question that I have for you mm -hmm. then, and this is just in general, it could be about anything. I just to like okay. to ask people, um, what has been your greatest accomplishment in life and why? So you had sent, you had sent, uh, the question earlier and you had asked what was your greatest like volunteer. I, I did put it in the context of, of volunteering. Okay. So when you had talked about this and so, okay. And so I want to sh show you, this was, um, I was seven and crying, but, um, hold on a second. Let me grab this. This is from, so one of the things I did at the Department of Aviation, can you see it? This is actually from the Tuskegee Airmen, the, the local Chicago Tuskegee Airmen. Yes. So this was at, I know, at, at you know, the Department of Aviation. You know, that's where Sierra graduated from Tuskegee. Oh, she did? No, I didn't know that. Yes, so oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to show her that. She is going to appreciate that for sure. Oh, yeah. So that was from at Department of Aviation. God, that was that was just a lot of fun job. But I worked with the whole local chapter of the Tuskegee Airmen, and every year we did an essay contest, and it was uh, African American pioneers in aviation. Okay. And so the Tuskegee Airmen got involved, and and through my work on like education programs, art programs, and volunteers, I arranged buses to bring kids for the fly-ins where they could get their first flight, and worked a lot on the essay contest and all these things and they surprised me like you know just for uh you know i think they said like you know i i ran tight missions you know <laughs> and um it was <laughs> it was just it was it was so amazing to me that a group of of people who had just served our country and had done such great things and and of course i'm getting emotional i'm also jewish in world war ii you know they were like like you know the jews were freed and so it was just that moment of of being honored by them was yeah. so meaningful to me um i still say that it was because i was pregnant that i cried but um that was a big deal that was probably that was a big deal for being recognized for that in that way by by these people you know, by the, the Tuskegee Airmen and just the wonderful group of, of men that, that were involved in the local chapter. Oh. That is amazing. That was cool. That is so amazing. <laughs> that is so amazing. Man. Okay. Well, is there anything else that you want to add? Because I think we got everything covered, but is there anything else that you would like to add? You know, the only thing I would say, and then now look at this, this is a pitch for you to invite me back. Okay. I think that when we do, okay, when we do it again, yes. we should talk about boards of directors because boards are volunteers. That's a whole different thing. Everything I was talking about was like volunteers giving, you know, doing time. So we should talk about how you manage. Oh, look at that. All right. So, you know, it's a whole different animal when you're talking about maintaining relationships with board members, because it's just a different level. So we can talk more about that. Um, the one thing, and you did say it was okay. So, so one thing I, so as a marketer, as a marketer program person, 
why should you, why should your listeners or viewers make all the mistakes I did when I can help you avoid them? Cause I already lived them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but even with marketing, so if people need help with marketing, I do marketing coaching. Um, I have an online public relations course that is really perfect for not-for-profits who can't afford, you know, where you probably have everyone doing all the different roles and it's really designed for like not-for-profits to learn how to do press releases, get media out, things like that. So it's a course that's kind of DIY. So either of those, why don't you just share my website and my contact information uh in the comments are somewhere and i you know i would welcome that if people thought they might need help with any of their marketing or um of course and well and especially uh, because as volunteer managers as a lot of us know um we have we do we're like a mini like our own organization right we have to do our marketing we have to do our pr we have to do our accounting we have to do like we are one of those very rare professions where we touch literally everything and we are our own Mm -hmm. little business are within the the organization so you know Mm -hmm. learning from you different pr uh, tactics and things not only to help as people are trying to recruit and get more Mm -hmm. volunteers in and working with the diversity and inclusion and um and equity all of that as well and addition to the marketing of how you know all i think yeah and leveraging social media too yeah social media yeah let me tell you right so um (laughs) you know just yeah yeah so a quick question the 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 volunteers that you worked um with at high park were they Uh um older or younger or like around what age range were they across the board okay totally like really a wide wide range department of aviation for whatever reason we ended up with mostly older volunteers uh the green team at the park district people would ride their bikes and people used to put hot coals like they they put them at the base of the tree thinking it was out of the way but that actually burns the roots and kills the trees so um so we would have people in uniform riding bikes and telling people, you know, the slogan that my partner, my colleague and I came up with that did not make it into the marketing materials was, um, it's wood, you idiot. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm now I'm blushing oh, I- again. <laughs> that is how, wait, that's, how volunteer, that's the secret of how volunteers stay sane behind the scenes because they say things that you're not allowed to say publicly. You would never say that publicly, right? Ever. It's like, oh my gosh, ever. no matter how much you want to say it, well, you're going to be saying it publicly now because it's like recorded, but. Um. <laughs> uh, so that's how you have fun behind the, behind the scenes. Oh, but they're across the board, but you need to accommodate different assignments for different people. So at the Hyde Park Jazz Festival, some people needed to walk around a huge field and collect like donations. Somebody needed to sit at a gate and only let volunteers in. So you assign, there's a real personal aspect of how you assign your volunteers. And Nicole, where you do that is at least, we had a whole volunteer application for the Hyde Park Jazz Festival and it said, can you stand and walk for two to three hours? Right. So it gave someone a chance to say, no, I need to be seated. And we had right. small venues so we could accommodate that. So you ask those kinds of questions, um, you know, as you're setting up the, the process. Right. And you got to thank your volunteers, whether it's a party, ongoing stuff. That's really important. That's a whole other subject as yes. well as volunteer appreciation. Totally. A whole other stuff. But like you said, though, it starts right at the beginning, building that relationship. Because when that foundation is mm. laid and that foundation <clears throat> 
um, and that relationship is built at the beginning, it just makes it so much easier in the long run, especially when you do have to have those difficult conversations and you do have to give mm -hmm. that feedback because yeah. they know that they've built a relationship knowing that you are coming from a place, um, from a good place and not mm -hmm. just, you know, a sterile you know, giving you feedback and they don't know who you are as right. a person. And it just goes such a long way. Well, mm -hmm. Deanna, thank you again so much. This has been amazing. I haven't laughed this hard in a really, really long time. So, and that is what I, I wanted. I can't believe how much I shared. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it, I love it. But that's what exactly what I wanted this to be about. Is I wanted this to be, for us to be able to look at this and kind of either laugh at ourselves and learn from it mm -hmm. and um, and just kind of take that to help Or laugh at me. Well, well yeah. no, no, not at all. We're not laughing. With me, with me. With you, with, with me. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you all so much. Thank you so this. much, Nicole, for asking me. I really appreciate of it. Of course. Oh my gosh, that just I am my I'm just my heart is warmed. Um, thank you all so much for joining us and coming and sitting through and listening to this. And again, I'll have all of Deanna's information that you can reach out to her. Um, but again, I'm just saying goodbye one more time from the suggestion box, navigating the navigating feedback, the good, the bad, and the say what? Not letting the good stuff go to your heart and not letting, oh, did I say heart? Not letting the good stuff go to your head and the bad stuff <laughs> go to your heart. With that, I'm signing off. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.